So I want to be David Wilcox. I want to be the guy who has no idea what's going to come out of his mouth when he stands up. Who is simply coming from whatever was the last thing that happened. Um, I feel that way really strongly about, about speaking. If I can do that, if I can realize that what's going to happen right now has everything to do with this moment, you and me, then it's going to go fine. And I have a couple people praying for me that that's going to be happening. I would ask the rest of you to do that as well. There are more important things to pray about, I'm sure, but I would appreciate it. So here we are in synagogue. My Christian friends, and pretty much that's the world I move in right now, followers of Jesus, people who are in churches and not, keep trying to get me back to the synagogue. I try to explain to them patiently about why it's hard for me now because of what's happened to my community, and I'll talk a bit about that. But it just never, uh, it never fails. I'm back in synagogue, and here we are. And, um, you know, I feel at home here. Now, some of you may have noticed this was a reform synagogue, which means that they tried to wipe out, they tried to look as Protestant as possible. You've got to look for the clues that it was once a synagogue. Uh, you see the Ten Commandments up there? Did you notice it? They got it hidden up there in the stained glass window. It's in Hebrew. I can read that. I love being Jewish. I was raised and steeped in that tradition. I can open up the Bible. I can read that. I can read the Psalms. I can read the love songs in the, in, in, in the Song of Songs. I can read the prophets. I can read uh, uh, Nathan's accusation of David. I can read David's dirge for Absalom. Bini, bini, of shalom, bini, mi yitain moti tachtecha, bini, of shalom, of shalom, bini, bini. It's gorgeous. I can read and understand in the Hebrew, it was Aramaic, but really, they're the same Hebrew, Aramaic. If you know one, you can read the other. Jesus' last cry on the cross, Eli, Eli, laba sabachthani. Jesus said that. Those are his last words. It's in Hebrew. So this is who I am. I joke that I could walk out on the street, you know, on 16th Street now, there would be Jesus coming toward me, you know, the white robe, the sandals, right, the blue eyes and the blonde hair. <laughs> and he'd say, hi, I'm Jesus, I'm the Lord, you know, I love you. I'd say, I love you too, Jesus. We'd walk, both walk in, off in different directions. I'd still be a Jew. And by the way, so would he. And synagogue right? Synagogue. The word in Greek and in Hebrew means a meeting place, a gathering place, ecclesia, church, same thing. We are all together here. This is community. Um, in 2006, I had just come back from the Holy Land. I was starting what I did not know was going to be my career of speaking about my experiences there. And uh, I had a lot of stories and a lot to say it's, a, it's sad, but the doors of the synagogues did not exactly fling open and welcome to hear this message about what I had to tell them about what was really going on in our homeland. But the churches opened their doors. That was the miracle. And so I came back from giving a talk at a church one day, 
and I'd been doing that a lot, and I came home, and it was a Sunday afternoon, and my wife, who after, at that time, 25 years of marriage, had learned to expect the unexpected, said, so are you becoming a Christian? Now, I wasn't ready for the question, and as is often the case with those kinds of questions, the answer came right up. I said, Susie, I'm becoming Jewish. I was giving a talk in a Catholic church. Big, beautiful, modern, new Catholic church. And so I was talking about it. I was talking about Palestine and all this stuff. And a woman in the front row, you know, people in churches, they want to know, where do you worship, right? That's the, that's, the, that's the question. Where do you worship? So she was curious about me. She said, well, what's your synagogue? And again, I was not ready for the question. And so the right answer was right there because I hadn't rehearsed it. And the answer was, you're sitting in it. This is my worship. This is my devotion. This is how I express my Jewishness and who I am and my devotion to God. This work. So, the, you know, the jaws dropped a little bit, but people sort of got that, but I wasn't finished. I said, so remember, we're in a Catholic church. I'm standing right in front of the altar. There he is. Suspended from the ceiling, right? A big, big, big cross with Jesus on the cross. Bigger than life. It was a big one. I said, so this is my synagogue, and I know that the Jewish rabbi of the first century, whose image is hanging over my right shoulder, would totally endorse that statement. So, welcome to our synagogue, I said. And the, peop- the jaws dropped a bit lower. And people just, and spontaneously, there was applause. Now, it wasn't for me. It was because the people in that room realized that something was happening here. Something was happening in confronting this human rights issue, like there's a million of them across the world, in addressing this in a church with people coming to listen to it, that it was about him, and it's about what he was doing and about what he wants us to do. So, here we are together in the Beit Knesset, in the House of Congregation, in the Ecclesia, coming together. So, welcome to our synagogue. Now, uh, I've spoken about my love of being Jewish. There's a dark side. The dark side was, is, that I was brought up to believe that the world was a dangerous, unfriendly, hostile place, that I had to live behind an invisible protective shield, that the outside world, which I grew up believing, knowing, calling the non-Jewish world, was basically, excuse me, but this is like as if my grandmother from Europe's DNA was injected into my nervous system, was an ignorant, drunken rabble, that would be you, they wanted to kill me, and I had to be, to keep myself separate. And that I had two, among this whole world full of enemies, I had two main enemies, people I had to fear and hate. The Germans because of what they did to us, and the Arabs as we called them because of what they would do to us if we didn't have Israel. Something deep inside of me always knew that that was not the identity that I wanted to build for myself. That's what, not, what, not what it meant to be Jewish, and certainly not what it meant to be me. I didn't know what to do about that, but I knew that that was not me. 
But now what I realize is that the biggest problem, the biggest loss for me, the biggest challenge was that it meant growing up Jewish like that with all of the baggage of Jewish history was that I couldn't have Jesus. You know, there was a Bible. It started in Genesis. It ended at Chronicles. The rest of it, we didn't even, know, we didn't even call it anything. There was no other Bible. There were no other scriptures. And I wasn't even supposed to touch them. If I opened up the New Testament, fire would come out of the pages and consume me. You know, it's like Americans being taught. Now, what happens if you go to the Quran? It's bad stuff. Stay away. When I finally discovered it, and I'll tell you how it happened, when I, when, I, when I opened it up and I read the Gospels and I read about Jesus, Jesus who, who was supposed to mean death, destruction, violence, hatred, fear. Isn't that horrible? Understandable. We know why that's true. But isn't that horrible? I opened it up and I'm reading... Love your enemies, pray for those who persecute you so that you will be children of your Father in heaven. That's, that's that Jesus? Blessed are the meek. Blessed are the peacemakers. Matthew 25. Wow. But here's how it happened. So it's Jerusalem, 2000, 2005. I'm there on a delegation. A couple of Jewish people from this country, but mostly it was Christians, on there to meet with Palestinians and Christians. You know, People working for peace, nutcases like, like Sammy, who you met this morning, right? People who are out there, who are not in the mainstream, but are working hard. We met them. And uh, we were staying in St. George's Cathedral. There's a guest house there. It's in East Jerusalem. It's the seat of the Anglican Church in the Holy Land. And um, we use that as our base of operations. But I wasn't staying in the guest house. I was staying with my aunt and uncle who had emigrated to Israel, Jewish people who had emigrated to Israel to be in their homeland 10 years before, who I love. And I would stay with them in West Jerusalem, and then walk back and forth. It was only maybe three-quarters of a mile. Beautiful walk along the old city walls, gorgeous. So every 